0: Hey guys, it's Joy here. Claire and I have a special promotion for you guys for Kalo, Q-A-L-O dot com. We've partnered with Kalo for years now. They are a part of the Girls Gone Wad team and the holidays are upon us. The holidays are time for family loved ones, staying cozy. It's also time for Kalo Black Friday sale. So you buy one, get one half off. Now is your chance. That's Q-A-L-O dot com. Support the podcast and support Kalo. Thanks, guys. Here's the episode. You're listening to Girls Gone Wild. This is Joy. This is Claire. This is episode 176. This week we have Cassie Joy Garcia on the show. Welcome to the show Cassie.
1: Thank you so much. I'm excited to
0: be here. Oh yay. We've already started laughing and we're already like slap happy. So this episode is going to be real fun for you guys. Real I- fun. Cassie you may need to go get that glass of wine sooner rather than later.
1: <laughs> I might if if I stop answering questions. (laughs) where did she yeah
0: where did she go claire was talking about the stand-up desk and we were like we just need to hit record so claire claire's a little loopy go ahead and go ahead with your story
2: i was just saying i'm in like a super weird mood i apologize in advance for this episode I just had one of those days where I like couldn't get in the groove at work and I just got a stand-up desk at work and I was like dancing around and like my coworkers who all also just got stand-up desks and it's kind of awkward because like our cubicles are not that high and so now we're all just like staring over the cubicle at each other. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that.
2: Sort of like an unintended consequence of the standing desk in a yeah. corporate setting. They're all like, what is
0: your Problem. So Cla- anyway, so Claire's a little loopy, but Cassie, welcome to the podcast this week. We're really excited to talk to you. And uh Cassie, if you guys don't know Cassie yet, I'm like, yeah, whatever. Do you even go here? Cassie runs the blog fedandfit.com and she also has a podcast as well, Fed and Fit. We want to talk all about nutrition, but we also kind of want to get into the girl talk and just the usual joy and clarisms because people have heard you a million and one times on your blog, on Instagram, and on your own podcast. So I know you're dedicated listeners are already familiar with your story but we kind of want to dive into a little bit more and learn about you so i know that you uh grew up in san antonio i did yeah
1: born and raised in san antonio texas
0: texas girl
1: you got it. I don't have a horse, though. It's a common misconception, but I do have the boots and the cowboy hat. Is I mean,
0: is there? What else do people say if you're from Texas? It's like I, you automatically think of like big hair, which you have amazing hair.
1: Oh, thank you. The higher the hair, yeah. closer to God. <laughs>
0: I totally forgot that I was saying i was going with the mean girls like it's full of secrets but i love that you're closer to god
1: <laughs> we are we definitely are and there's there a, are secrets is that a dolly partonism it must have been she it, said all the good things oh she really did
0: she really did now i know where you get your sweet personality because you just must have rubbed off on all the dolly parton stuff in texas <laughs> 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 no i went and saw dolly parton at red rocks this summer and she at like what she's 75 78. And she was just prancing around the stage like she was 20. It was so amazing.
1: She is one of the most inspirational people out there. I just love her.
0: You went on that book tour with Diane Sanfilippo.
1: Yes, I did. It was it was a wild ride. You guys. (laughs) I loved
0: watching all the Instagram posts because that was it looked like so much fun. It looked exhausting. But it looked like a blast.
2: (laughs) I was just I I have to interject and say that I was when you guys were in Boulder and you were wearing purple and gold. I was like sneering at my Instagram because I went to the rival high school of that high school school and you're like we wore the local high school colors and I was like
1: like, but it's okay I forgave you what were you gonna say oh I was just gonna it was it was a it was a long trip but it was a lot of fun and you know it's kind of when you're on the road we were out for what three weeks it looks on paper and everybody prepared me before this trip They were like, you just really need to rest up and take care of yourself and make sure you're eating well and getting lots of rest and don't work out a lot because we just don't want you to burn out. And I remember hearing all that heating advice. I find my, I think of myself as highly coachable. And I was like, okay, okay, I'm going to do, I'm going to try to take care of myself. And when the trip was over, I was more pumped up than when it started. It was so energizing. I loved it. So being on the road for two weeks and just like totally let all the air out of your balloon? No, it really had the opposite impact. I um I am I'm kind of a people person not kind of entirely like consumed <laughs> I'm definitely a people person and I think it's kind of odd that my job has me home alone with my computer all day long well that so,
0: that means you're a true extrovert
1: its is that what that means yep Oh my gosh, I it it's true. It filled me up being with people. And so be chatting with everybody, talking. I loved I love being in front of folks and chit-chatting and hearing everyone's personal stories. It just really filled my cup up at the end of the day. I was like, "Let's go talk to more people." And Diane's like, "Simmer down. I want to go to bed."
0: Oh yeah, I could see. I'm like, "Diane's probably more like me where I'm just I I'm an introvert and I have to after I socialize with a lot of people, I'm like, I got to go because I imagine you were meeting a ton of people on your book trip.
1: We were yeah, we had some really great turnouts, especially there in Denver. We had a really great turnout. There. I
0: know we were so bummed we couldn't we couldn't make it. And I can't I think we we're out of town, Claire. I can't remember why we couldn't make it. Yeah, definitely. You were yeah. Out, you
2: were out of town in Arizona. Yes. And I know. Yeah. I was so sad.
0: Yeah, we were bummed to miss you guys. But tell us about your history. And I know in your bio, you mentioned that you struggled with a eating disorder. And I want to hear a little bit more about that, too. Because looking at you and reading your Instagram, Claire and I always talk about how people present as this everyone Everything's roses. And so when I read that, there was something about me that I was like, wow you read someone's Instagram and blog and you imagine that they're just like, nothing's ever gone wrong in their life. So when I read that, I was like, everyone has their story. So I would like you, you to touch upon that a little bit and how it brought you to the blog and where you are today.
1: Yeah, I'd love to talk about it. And you know, before I even tell this story, I really want to start by saying I'm really thankful for it. I'm really, I'm really thankful for the experience because I really believe that it led me to where I'm at today. And it's it's equipped me with this ability to, to connect with folks, you know, in a way that I don't think I could could have if I hadn't had those struggles. So yeah, I mean <laughs> just, I like to make this joke. You remember Wayne's World and the fog comes down, we're like to loot to loot travel back time.
0: Uh, absolutely.
1: absolutely. Okay, cool. We're all on the same page. So we're traveling back in time. I won't, I won't make it that long, but it was, <laughs> I was 12 years old and no, I'm just kidding. So I, I, I grew up in a really healthy household, right? My mom cooked a lot and she did her best and I ate really great foods. I went to college and I didn't blow it out. You know, I didn't get to school and I was like, I'm going to have Snickers and Dr. Pepper for the rest of my life. Um, but I started experimenting with other foods. Of course, you're eating out more. And in my freshman year of college is really when the eating disorder started. It's actually something I haven't really touched on um, much on in my show either. I'm glad we're talking about it today. And when I was a freshman, I remember I got to school and I was forewarned of the freshman 15 so heavily, right? Every, all, at least the girls that I was running around, around with were talking about it. And I remember thinking, oh gosh. I've got to avoid this thing <laughs> whatever this thing is. And you're I was so young. I'm 18, right? You just don't I didn't I didn't know. There are some very intelligent 18-year-olds out there and I was not one of the more self-aware. And I, I would like thing- to I
0: would like to interject and say I disagree with that. I'm sure you were very very self-aware as you could be at 18, but I just need to validate that I had the exact same reaction when someone said freshman 15 and I was like I'd never heard that term before. I had no idea what they were talking about and I'm almost like pissed looking back at it because i'm like damn it like that started everything i had no idea what that was and then when someone put that in my head. I was like, Oh, hell no, I'm not going to gain weight. Totally. That's ex- That's it.
1: That's exactly it. Because I never cared before that point yeah. about my weight. It was never a thing. Yeah. And so all of a sudden, I kind of became attuned to this idea. And I'm at the same time, I'm eating foods that aren't they're not home cooked foods. I'm you know, and I didn't, like I said, I didn't go wild, but I'm eating pizza more often than I did growing up. And so my clothes started fitting a little tighter and it freaked me out. It freaked me out because I thought, oh, there, there's this freshman 15 I need to be so afraid of. And so I started, I got really, really busy and really involved in school. It's kind of a trend that has played truth since high school is I just like doing all the things. I'm going to get involved in all the things and I'm going to do them all. I'm going to have so much fun with it and meet all these people. And I got so involved. I went to Texas A&M University, if I haven't already said that. I got so involved in their awesome student organizations. I got to a point, I think it was a week, I was so busy and so engrossed in my work that I kind of forgot to eat, which is very uncharacteristic of me, anybody who knows me well. And people started complimenting me on how good I looked and i that is when i think the seed was planted that not eating equals look good and it just kind of turned into this downward spiral for Almost two years took me to recover from just tr- nibbling. I mean, I ate like a bird for two years, and the compliments fed it. And it was never—it was not nothing that was so so severe that I got dangerously uh, thin. Um, and I still don't know the implications of that point in time being that nutrient depleted. But it was—it was definitely a period that I had to recover from. And I think that also after that point in time when I decided I was going to give up on worrying about being this tiny little person, the pendulum swung in the exact. opposite opposite direction. I turned 21 and I discovered beer and all these other wonderful things that life had to offer. And I started, I had a new group of friends that I was running around with that didn't care about body image as much as some other folks. And I just started to relax. And then all of a sudden I got really sick and going on into my mid early twenties after graduating from AM, my waistline kept growing and growing. And again, my only measure of health at that point in time was thinking that size equals health or size equals pretty. And you see, that on TV as well. The Oh, drop 30 pounds and get back to your high school jeans in these 30 days by doing these seven things. And so that's when I decided, well, let's go try all the diets. And I strapped myself to an elliptical at the gym and I thought I could just run it off and I would just eat, you know, wheat thins and diet Dr. Pepper and see what happened. And I just kept getting sicker. My waistline kept growing. I kept having this brain fog. I didn't realize that that was a symptom of my condition at the time and joint pain. And so fast forward stumbled across paleo because I got to a point after doing diet after diet after diet after yo-yoing back where you just i have a science background. And for whatever reason, I didn't think to associate, you know, think, take myself on as kind of a project and to think critically about my own health. I just felt like I was a victim. I was going to throw myself into Whatever advice was out there, I, you know, I wasn't capable of coming up with my own advice, but that wasn't working. So I threw it out and I started doing things that I had never done before. And one of those was pursuing an anti-inflammatory protocol because it just made sense. It made good sense. And then I started lifting weights. And how and old were you at that time? I was, oh, I've been doing it for eight years. So 23.
0: Gosh, I just think of that. And I don't know about you, Claire, and, and you, Cassie, of what you think about at 22, 23, I was so unaware even of that. Just it's it's, it's impressive to me that you started I feel like that's very young still to have that insight and have that plan and that change.
1: Yeah, you know, and I I think I knew I always wanted to go into the health field. And so it was kind of front of front of mind, in a sense, because I was working at a physician's office, she was actually a vegan physician. And so nutrition was a huge part of her practice. And it was that probably also helped me realize it for myself. But after I graduated, I was working for this vegan physician and she'd be in these consults with her clients and coaching them on what to eat and how it has an impact on their health. And it was just like somebody reaches over and turns a light bulb on above my head almost forcibly. Oh, I could think about my own health in this
0: context. So that's really what it took. And so the change was it gradual. And did you have ups and downs with it? I mean, that's, that's a huge yo-yo of back and forth and then finding this new way of eating.
1: Yeah, there were some ups and downs. And, and I'm, you know what, and I really think that, that it it couldn't have happened any better. It couldn't have happened in any better way. I when it came to Paleo, Paleo was still pretty new. It was back when Paleo and Zone were kind of a package deal in a lot of veins, what how Pete folks talked about it. And so I dieted on paleo, because that's all I knew how to do, right, was diet at that point in time. And for 30 days I was like, Okay, I'm gonna do this new 30-day diet and let's see what happens and i had my grilled chicken and my steamed spinach and my 27 raspberries and my half of a sweet potato over and over and over again and at the end of that 30 days i d- i don't even remember my body composition changing i don't it didn't even register because the changes to my my overall energy levels the fog that lifted the headaches that went away the fact that i slept better and the fact that my joint pain started to go away totally blind it was it what it overwhelmed me and just I just couldn't believe that those things were optional and so from that point I was like well I can't eat I cannot be counting 27 raspberries the rest of my life for all these meals so I had to start getting creative in the kitchen and so that's when things started yo-yoing when I started figuring out what foods work for me what foods don't work for me because if I had a casserole I did not I was did like not burst onto earth as this great cook I had some major fails in the kitchen (laughs) and if that and if a casserole failed I would call in dominoes and so and that would kind of spiral off into these other things and it took a while but after about nine months of I guess pursuing a paleo lifestyle trying to figure out what that was for me you know a dietary direction based in paleo but that was going to fit with my overall life goals after about nine months is I think when I really I don't know I think it's when I finally let myself go clothes shopping again because I had lost 10 dress sizes and I was tired of belting things but when you've been through all those yo-yos before you don't want to go you don't want to you don't want to give away the express pants that you spent a fortune on (laughs) because you feel like you're going to have to go back and get
2: them again
0: yeah Um,
2: yeah crazy that you were able, I mean, that out of, you know, when you first had like, oh, I barely noticed my body composition changes, because all these other things, I was thinking like, oh, you must have lost like five pounds, like you could totally just ignore it. No, 10 dress sizes. (laughs) Um, And I also loved when you said like, you, you realized the first time that feeling that way was optional. And that is totally something I can relate to with like kind of, you know, I don't eat strict paleo anymore, but I definitely, you know, still make a lot of, I eat a lot less grains, a lot less dairy, a lot less sugar than I did um, kind of before I also got introduced to paleo through the paleo zone thing. And I remember that, you know, the first couple of weeks, my entire life, I had been a belcher, like just belching all the time. And I like kind of thought it was like this quirky thing that I did. And then I started eating paleo and I stopped belching and I was like, oh my God, this (laughs) is not just like something that like, this is not like the symptom of a healthy immune or healthy digestive (laughs) system. (laughs) The <laughs> Like, just walking around all these like behemoth belches is not, <laughs> not just like things people do. And it was totally like, I it like now that I say that, it's like that was so, you know, it sounds so obvious, but it's just crazy the things that people put up with in their bodies because they not even put up with, but just like live with, it's just because they literally don't know better.
0: And Cassie, your uh, mission statement and how you got on to Fed and Fit, I love this. I'm just going to read this verbatim. I strive to empathize with people. I thrive when I connect with others in order to nurture them in a way that. It helps them feel that they are not alone in this world. So talk about that and how it led you to create Fed and Fit.
1: Oh my gosh, it makes me want to cry. Maybe it's because it's late in the day. <laughs> I'm like, do you I need to do you need to
0: break for your wine now?
1: I might maybe maybe I do need that wine. Oh man, it's just hearing you say it. I'm I my my little shoulder angel was like, yeah yeah. Oh, uh,
0: you're so cute. I,
1: <laughs> I mean, you know, okay, so. As much as I am, I think now, I think the healthy me is extroverted, but the not healthy me before my early twenties, I was actually kind of, I say I had the bad food blues, but I was just kind of a, I don't know. I just didn't want to get out there. I didn't want to be in front of people. I didn't feel confident in myself. And as such, I don't know when I, when I remember, I remember when after this, this whole thing changed and everything happened, and I remember having dinner with my parents. I promise I'm going to answer your question, but I, when I was having dinner with my parents and my dad looked at me me and he just said after a dinner conversation he looked over and he was like there's my girl because He felt like they joked that this alien abducted their daughter for six years and then brought her back, you know, and it was just interesting. And so I just, for the, for that time that I was quote abducted or had the bad food blues or just felt just aimless and trying to figure out my own health and felt like there were no real answers out there for me. Are you, it's such a, it's such a feeling of being alone, right? And at the end of the day, all you want is for someone to pat you on the back and tell you you're you're just fine. Everything's fine. You're going to be fine. Fine. Your body's going to be fine. Your body's made to heal. There's no like changing a couple things isn't going to be the end of the world. Everything's going to be great. You're going to be fine. And what I have found in my job, um, you know, and I'll talk about when I started Fed and Fit, but what I've found even today is Th- that's what I find myself saying over and over and over again to people that resonates the most is just reassuring them that everything's fine. It's gonna be okay. It's okay if you don't eat strict paleo, and it's okay if you skip a workout. It's all gonna be fine. Um, so when I started Fed and Fit, it was really on the mission. First of all, I had friends and family asking me, "What the heck are you eating? What are you doing?" Because they're they. It's it's like when you lop all your hair off, you know, people notice it. Um, and so they wanted to know what I was eating, what I was doing, and so the easiest way to share it was just. Just for the blog, that was just the easiest. It's like Julie Bauer's story too. Yeah, so I started sharing the recipes on there, and then it was just really organic. People started finding those recipes uh, from the World Wide Web, (laughs) the WWW. The WWW. (laughs) I remember thinking, oh my gosh, someone from Australia is reading my website. They're reading words I wrote. And I just thought it was the coolest thing in the world. But folks started asking questions on the blog. And I just felt like it was a... I just try to take cues as they come to me. And if someone asks me a question, then I'm going to aim to answer it. And more people start asking questions and giving feedback saying they love certain recipes and they'd love to hear more about, you know, my lifestyle or my approach on, gosh, I don't know, the wine, you know, wine. and uh, Does that have a place in a paleo diet, for example? And so people started asking questions. So I just started answering them. And at the end of the day, the more I shared about my life, the more people the response that I've gotten from folks over the years has been, they just feel reassured. They feel like, oh, it's okay if I don't have it all figured out because not everybody has it all figured out. Nobody's perfect, you know, and there's no such there's no such thing as a perfect diet and there's no such thing as a perfect template. You know, you have all the answers. All I can do is provide you with the tools to find those for yourself. At the end of the day, you know you best. And so just, I've kind of taken that on as my job to just walk around and remind people of that, that they've got the answers. I think that's awesome and I think too
2: like the hardest part for people and I'm sure you deal with this all the time and this is something we talk about all the time is like you know when you start a new way of eating or you eliminate certain things or you begin to weigh and measure or whatever it is you and Joy and I have both gone through this like you you get into your head of like oh my gosh like I'm gonna have to do this for the rest of my life and yeah. it can seem so so overwhelming and so and like enough to keep you from even starting because you think like if I eat this way like if I start eating this way and it works does that mean that I can never go back to eating you know ice cream after dinner or does that mean I can never go back to you know like you said wine like it can be so scary
1: mm-hmm. it can be it can definitely and it, it can be a paralysis of analysis or or is it the other way around analysis paralysis
0: yeah <laughs> I yeah I never know. <laughs> no I hear you can I ask like uh like use myself as a personal example of lately I've been trying to and I want you to weigh on in this Cassie of what you think. Lately I've been trying to pay attention to cravings. I've been reading a lot of stuff of just like what you're craving is actually what you shouldn't be eating or something stupid like that. But more not, not of trying to restrict, but more of just paying attention to what what I'm craving when I'm craving it and not just mindlessly eating. But it's a little scary. I've noticed like a fear come up of, it's like this, it's almost like your fight or flight comes in of like, I'm going to starve. And instead of eating something sweet, I'm like, well, what if I didn't eat something sweet? What if that's a bad thing that I'm like constantly craving sugar? Does that make sense to you?
1: Yeah. It makes perfect sense. I think there's two schools of thought, Mm -hmm. and I think you definitely nailed one of them. One of them is, that, just like you said, the things that we're craving are the things that we probably should maybe wean ourselves off of, or the things that we shouldn't have. And then the other school of thought is that the things that we're craving is really our body telling us maybe what micronutrients we need. So if we are craving, let's say all of a sudden you're like, I really just need some potatoes, I need some potatoes up in here. You know, there's some maybe the micronutrient profile in a white potato, if that's what you're craving or a sweet potato, if that's what you're craving is really what your body needs. Or us as ladies, women, we will crave carbohydrates at certain times, you know, during the month. And that's a really healthy thing to pay attention to and to indulge in. Um, So it depends, you know, sometimes it depends if you're, if you have a craving for kale, then I definitely think that's a good one to chase down. If you have a craving for goodness, what's another example? I don't know, leftover Halloween candy. It could just be that that's that's a sugar addiction, just kind of rearing its head. So, and to be, mindful of it and to you can circumvent that with other things. Gosh, I don't know. Sparkling water and herbal tea are things that I kind of dodge some of those with when I'm trying to overcome a sugar addiction, which happens at least once a month after I indulge too much. Yeah. Um, I don't go on a full blown detox because I don't think that those are great to do all the time. But um, yeah, I think that's good. I think it's good to be aware in general. I'm just going to go ahead and, and admit that I never crave kale. <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't <laughs> It's so interesting. The cravings
2: I am talking about are more like cake or like cake like a queso fountain in my house. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) A queso fountain would be unreal.
1: I would be on board for that. I have a craving for a queso fountain now. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. The see,
2: I mean, we should listen to that craving. Clearly we're craving calcium. Our
0: our body needs that. (laughs)
2: Oh my goodness, there has to be some nutrients in case. So I mean, it's basically cheese is like I could go on a really long tangent right now about a conversation I had yesterday about liquid cheese, but I'm going to spare yeah. you.
0: <laughs> you have a separate stomach for tortilla, chips, tortilla Claire. chips. So okay, Cassie, so you have the book Fed and Fit, which is the it covers the four pillars of true health. Can you tell us about the recipes and then also how you partner to include Julie into that book?
1: Yeah, I would love to. Woohoo! So <laughs> Fed and Fit is I'll give you guys the inside scoop. I my publisher approached me about writing this. We've been talking about this book for two years before I started writing it. And I was in no rush to write a book because at the point in time I didn't feel like I had the enough content to write put a book out that would answer a distinct question or a distinct issue. You know be a solution, sure. and so i I waited until that became really clear. and that what what it turned into is four hundred pages of you know, all all the ideas that I've collected over the last six years of blogging. Um, But yeah, it's got 190 recipes. It says 175 on the cover, but I'm really proud of those extra 15.
0: So it's 190. Uh, Yeah, I don't blame you.
1: Right? That doesn't work. Um, It's got 190 recipes and they are on the cover, it says Squeaky Clean Paleo. And really, what that means is that's just a subtitle. What it really means is they are, I like to think of them as really benign recipes, right? Nutritionally benign, meaning that you put it down on the table and there's a really good chance nothing in that dish is going to be an issue for anybody. It's going to make people feel great, right? It doesn't mean that that's the only thing you should eat. It just means that it's really it's going to be the most benign, nutrient-dense, healing foods you can put on your table. Um, And so the recipes are broken up into really how I think of foods. (laughs) I have a chapter on casseroles and a chapter on things that are stuffed because I think that's a really fun food category. Only somebody from Texas or somebody from the
2: Midwest would have an entire casserole section in their cookbook because like I'm married to somebody from Wisconsin and my mom spent a lot of time in Texas kind of as a young adult and I just feel like nowhere else in my life have like casseroles really come in. (laughs) Like in Colorado, like casseroles, like you just don't think about like, oh, I'm going to make a casserole.
1: (laughs) I love it, though. I love it. It's so true. We were at a New Jersey signing, and it was one of our, I think it was our third to last stop, and this is Diane's hometown, and I was telling them about my casserole chapter, and I was really proud of this casserole, and this woman asked in the Q&A section, she raised her hand, she goes, what is a casserole? Oh, no. (laughs) Oh,
2: that's amazing.
1: (sighs) And then someone else joked, they were like, oh, it's the thing that they made in the 80s. So, (laughs) you know, it's like what you bring to church. (laughs) <laughs> it is, it is. I just think, and for anybody listening here, I don't want you to feel alienated. Like a casserole, if you don't know, is, it's essentially a big dish that has protein, veggie, starch, and a sauce or that's what mine have. And you bake it all together and it's really delicious. And then they're freezer friendly and they feed an army. It's, yes. it's, you get the most bang for your buck in terms of work.
0: Uh, every and they time, last forever, Every time we have... talk to a food blogger, I'm like so inspired. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Joey's not a big cooker. Cooker? Nope. Cook? cook? Not a big cook. Chef? Chef
1: doesn't like cooking. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Well, I that's I, I keep that in mind because although I do like to cook, I don't like to stand in front of the stove three times a day. That just would be my worst nightmare. So I like to make recipes. It's just me and my husband. So I like to make food that is – I'm going to get a lot of bang for my buck in terms of time invested in the kitchen. So that's kind of how I wrote – Recipes in the book. Like, I have a jambalaya recipe that will feed an army. It really, really will. It makes a lot, but it's freezer friendly. So, I kept that in mind and I provided notes on freezing either in big bulk or fooning into individual serving sizes and then having frozen healthy freezer meals, you know, individual sizes. So, those are in there. We have nutrition facts breakdown for folks who are tracking macros. I don't, but I know a lot of people do. And I wanted to just meet folks where they're at. And we also have, of course, modifications for AIP, FODMAP, GAP, so on and so forth. So, that's the recipe section. Um, um, and then I also have at the beginning of the recipes is I call them the simple meal components because I think that's important for people who are just starting. And maybe that's their that's their point of entry or maybe that's the biggest obstacle for them coming into a paleo type, anti-inflammatory type dietary direction is they just say, oh, I don't know how to cook. So I'm out. And so I wanted to do was help provide folks. I gave them 10 proteins, 10 starches, and 10 uh, non-starchy vegetable recipes that are five ingredients and in five steps or less. There's no photos, but it's just kind of those quick tips. You know, how long do I stick a pork tenderloin in the oven for until it's done? You know, those kinds of cheat sheets. So those are the recipes. And then the front part of the book has the four pillars of health. It's really where I geek out, obviously. <laughs> I have the gift of gab, so I got a little long-winded in those <laughs> pages, um, but we talk about the four pillars of health, mindset, rest, hydration, nutrition, and fitness, um, and just kind of describes all the whys that go into the Fed and Fit Project, which is where Julie comes in. So the Fed and Fit Project is my attempt at answering providing a solution to something that had come up over and over and over again in my work. It was like folks were talking about paleo, there's diet on paleo and then there's the other camp that says paleo isn't a diet, it's a lifestyle. But there's no real there's no program out there to help folks bridge the gap between the diet minded and the lifestyle, right? You just kind of one day get it or you work at it over time. And so, what I wanted to do was provide folks with a template on the lifestyle piece. How do you actually build a lifestyle? How do you take a 28 day investment in a healthy healing protocol? And then you upgrade that into a true lifestyle where you feel balanced. You don't feel like you're missing out on everything. And you can have the cake at the wedding. You know, how do you really, how do you really convert? So that's the bed and Fit Project. And with that, I am kind of a baby deer in the gym. It's not my strong suit. (laughs) I've always been that girl. I have been crossfitting for eight years. And my coach, I I think, I think in year three, because I really made a huge leg up in year three and. And he told me he's like two years from now Cassie you're going to be in the games I just know it and I was like nope this is it coach this is as good as I can <laughs> this is the end of the line that's amazing <laughs> on the other hand I have you know this awesome friend Julie and Julie Bauer is just a she's a great programmer she's she and I see eye to eye when it comes on lifestyle stuff and just I don't know business in general and I really thought our missions aligned really really well so I invited her to write home workouts and then provide that kind of fitness insight so she wrote those for the 28 day food and fitness template that's in the book and then she's also expanding on that with me in the fed and fit project online
0: and you also have an app i do
1: I holy do cow have an app. let's
0: talk about that for a second because i want to geek out on apps it's super
1: fun i have no idea how it happened but i i found someone very smart and he made it happen
0: <laughs> i'm like how do you find someone to do an app because i always have app ideas and i'm like i don't even know where to begin
1: oh yeah well his name is jim i'll tell you all about him. thanks jim
0: let's send jim over to me what?
1: <laughs> I love it. Um, Yeah. So the app, man, this was super, this was, this was honestly a tool that I wanted. Just kind of like you're saying, I had this idea for a tool that I wanted. And then I thought this, maybe other people could benefit from it, which I guess is how anything happens. So with the book, I get tired of having to write down on my little sticky note, the ingredients I need to go to the grocery store for. And so what we wrote in the book between all of the recipe chapter breaks, you'll see that they're, you know, for the, in front of the, oh gosh, was slow cooker section. It says slow cooker and then it has this whole page of QR codes, those little square... Yeah, you know, like the
0: scanny codes.
1: Yeah, the scanner codes. And so the Fed Fit app, which is a free download, super cool... Gift with purchase, so to speak. Um, You can download it for free in the iTunes and the Android app stores. And if you open up the book and you scan that code, let's say you want to make my slow cooker chicken tikka masala, you scan that code from the book and it'll populate a grocery shopping list for you. That's genius. (laughs) I love it. And so you can scan a whole bunch of stuff. You know, go to town and it'll consolidate the list. It'll say three heads of cauliflower or whatever have you. Um, So that's in there. You can also reverse engineer it if you, because my mom calls me up. This used to be the thing. She used to always call me and say Cassie I have I have beets and chicken in my fridge what can I make oh yes, yes. <laughs> you know and so we reverse the process so if you type in beets in the app it'll tell you how many which recipes call for beets make that really easy for you then you can just add that to your list and help make grocery shopping more streamlined and then of course the journal so the benefit project the real purpose behind it is to get folks to write down their big lessons learned about themselves and so we also turned the journal which is in the book into um, a mobile friendly device so that's in there as well
0: do you mind sharing what you've learned up to this point in this process Oh goodness,
1: I've learned so many things, you know. Well, let me
0: let me stop you really quick and ask because I love that you when someone approached you to do a book, you didn't just jump at the opportunity. I think it's really important that you had you wanted a, an answer. You wanted to be the answer to a question and you weren't sure what the question was.
1: Yeah, I wanted it to be a value. I'm really I'm really actually very obsessed with value. I want to make sure that when people um are working with me that they get more than they expected. That's kind of I don't I don't know what that means psychologically, but that's something that I um I don't know, I constantly chase. Something that I learned with the book. And it's actually something that Julie Bauer teaches me. Not, not that she sits me down and coaches me on it, but she, just by living as an example is to just go for it. I did not have this all figured out by any means. And when I was writing the book, it was originally just supposed to be a cookbook and it was gonna be a cookbook to help support the project online. But my publisher came back and said, hey Cass, we wanna put this, we would love to put your project in print. How do you feel about that? I was like, all right, let's do it. And I had two weeks to write that front matter, which was a huge daunting task because the point of the project is that there are no finite answers. Right. And so all I can do is provide background information and then you choose powerfully for yourself. So to have to have a page limit on providing actual finite answers, so to speak, was a really cool challenge. And so I just learned to just jump in and do it. You don't actually have to know where your last step is going to be. You just have to start walking. And that is really something I learned in the book. I didn't know what it was gonna look like at the end. I just knew that it, it I had a whole laundry list of questions that reader ha, readers had asked me over the years that I kept very diligent notes on. And I knew I was going to make sure I was going to answer all of those. I was going to provide this benefit project tool, but I didn't know how it was going to look. I didn't know really what the words were going to be. And when it was all said and done and the book was delivered on my doorstep, I remember opening it up and being like, wow, I cannot believe I know that many words. That's <laughs> just nuts. Um, so, yeah, that was a huge <laughs> lesson it was just to go for it.
0: I feel like Dolly Parton is smiling down on this episode, just like sitting in a chair being like, see, darling, you just went I mean, for it. Dolly Parton's
2: still alive,
0: right? I know. Oh, yeah, she's still okay. alive. I, yeah, Just checking. She's oh, no. everywhere. She's on tour, but she's looking down at this episode from her tour. Right. She sits on a big throne, Claire it's okay yeah. clearly yeah
2: I I love that your first reaction to opening your but yeah this I'm sure this wasn't really your first reaction of opening your box of cookbooks and thinking I know so many words yeah <laughs> I it, really it was I feel like that'd be so cool to like have like such a physical sort of manifestation though of, like being able to really like literally look down
1: from your Dolly Parton throne <laughs> <laughs> at your work and be like, look at how cool this is. It was it was definitely surreal. It was definitely surreal. I don't know. It was, it was great. I also learned how to lean on people. I'm very, I tend to be very self-sufficient, but I don't know how to do an app. I don't know how to do fitness program stuff. And my mom, who is a business owner in her own right, came over and washed dishes for me. You know, it was just all these people pitched in big time. And my publisher, of course, pitched in big time, but it was just, I love working on teams and it just helped me. I got to experience that team environment in Fed and Fit and oh my gosh, I just got so much joy from it. And that's when I realized I really want to keep working with people. So that was another big takeaway.
0: What do you do for just personal time? So I know when you own your own business, and you're running your own gig, it's probably all consuming. So what do you do that's not related to food or fitness?
1: Oh, not related to food or fitness. Oh, my gosh. Well, I online shop two days ago.
0: Oh, Claire, (laughs) let's let's talk to Claire about that.
1: About online shopping?
0: You always online shop.
1: When I had so Kathy,
2: I I have a one-year-old and when i was breastfeeding i'd be up at like three in the morning and like de- in delirium i would order all this stuff online and then the next morning i'd be like texting joy like uh i spent three hundred dollars on j crew last night <laughs> like in my sleep deprived state but i also do love online shopping but i love that you're like two days ago i did this because for me it's ongoing like i i, I do it every day i don't order <laughs> things every day but i'm like in a constant state of online window shopping <laughs>
1: I love it. It's I don't know. Sometimes that's it's just so fun, and I I, and then I watch like for example Julie's fashion blog and other people fashion blogging, and I think that looks like so much fun. I definitely need some over the knee boots. So that's something that I've done that has nothing to do with food and fitness. You know, my family. We golf a lot, we're golfers. And even though it's technically fitness related, we get out there and I don't know, it's just fun to have spend four hours with just your family. And we play all these silly games and I have two sisters. So it was just a bunch of girls growing up and we all play. And my husband plays, I don't know. It's just a really fun escape it's fun my whole family golfs and I'm so
2: bad at it and I like kind of want to learn so that it's like too. yeah you're outside and you're like doing stuff but it also is just like a fun way to spend time with people and it gives you like an activity that's not well sometimes drinking but not usually drinking <laughs> <laughs> it, dip- it depends on the day right <laughs>
0: Cassie I feel like um, I feel like Claire and I need to come visit you and uh golf and eat and sit on your front por- do you have a front porch I feel like we need a front porch with rocking chairs
1: oh my god isn't that required going, where you are I'm gonna find some rocking chairs before you show up okay <laughs> <laughs> We have a we have a back porch and, you know, we've got some church pews in the backyard. Does All that right. Count?
0: That totally counts. That totally
2: counts. <laughs> that is so hip. We were talking to, like, just, I think you could totally, you could totally have a fashion blog. We were talking, Joy was texting yeah. me earlier. She's like, do you have any questions for Kathy?" And I was like, I just want to know how she is so freaking cute in those, like, hipster librarian glasses. Because I would look like an 80s librarian and not in, like, a funky, like, trendy way in, like, an old lady kind of way.
1: But all your pictures, you always look so dying put together. Oh, you are so kind. <laughs> That's so sweet. I remember <laughs> when these glasses showed up in the mail, I put them on. And they were totally a stretch for me and I was and it was one of those moments. I, I don't remember, it depends on the time of day. I'd either had an extra cup of coffee or an extra half a glass of wine, but I was feeling bold. <laughs> and I got I got the bold glasses and they showed up and I put them on. And I pranced over to my husband. I was like, "What do you think?" And his answer was, "Well, those are different." <laughs> <laughs> That that right there, that's a marriage hack. That's a marriage line. hack.
0: That's a perfect segue into marriage hacks. That's exactly what Claire and I talk about all the time.
1: <laughs> I love it. Yeah, those are those are different. And I was like, good. Yeah, they are, aren't they? I love them. <laughs> they're so cute. Where are they from? Um, they're David Kind. It's it's mm. one of those online glasses companies that will send you um, samples to try on. You try them oh. on. You let them know what you think, and then you send them back. And they're just the best. And I have an enormous head, actually, and so these are. <laughs> These are men's glasses. I've never thought about trying that. I have, like, a, this is, people are going to be like, Claire,
2: we don't care. I have really big eyes for my face. And so I have such a hard time, like, finding glasses frames that are, like, big enough that they cover my eyeballs, but not so big that they still fit my head. Maybe I need to try men's. Try I mean, men's. Secret. It was this something that I really, you know, take into account a lot. I'm so blind, like, aggressively blind. Like, if I take my contacts and my, gla- you know, if I'm not wearing contacts and I take off my glasses, if you're sitting three feet away from me, like, I would not be able to read your teeth shirt. It is. It's kind of it's sad, but I'm always like I'm always jealous of people who can pull off those. They're different type of glasses, but they're so freaking cute. Well, oh, thank you.
1: I love them. You should get some. You should just I get should. some. Go get some Ninge glasses and just see what happens. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna like tweet you. And <laughs> um, then
0: we're gonna get a big statement necklace. And so we're gonna get you some red lipstick and some bright colored and shoes. A, I'm and... like I'm
2: looking at your Instagram
1: right now and like maybe like a bump it.
0: Oh yeah. Do you <laughs> do a, a bump, a
1: bump it? it? Yeah. I don't. That is that is old-fashioned teasing oh so great old-fashioned texas hair right there closer to god (laughs) (laughs) closer to god um so do you have any other
2: marriage hacks other than your husband telling you your glasses are different (laughs) (laughs)
1: um you know something that i learned since dating uh, since dating and living and now being married to austin my husband he's a really really sweet man but he grew up i grew up with all girls and you grew up with all boys and he just wait a
0: minute i'm sorry (laughs) You're married to Austin in San Antonio, Texas. That just, I just had to.
1: It's so confusing. Okay. (laughs) That's good. I'm glad you paused. Sorry. Yes. Yes, his name is Austin. We live in San Antonio. Okay. <laughs> and it gets very confusing when we were living we were long distance dating and I'd be like I'm going to go visit Austin and nobody knew where I was. <laughs>
0: <laughs> where is she going?
1: Yeah, we have no idea where she is. Are you in Waco or Austin that's where he lived. But
0: anyway. <laughs> yeah.
1: I digress. Um, you know, he really influenced my cooking and the recipes I started to develop because, you know, when we were dating, I was when did we start dating? I guess I was 26 and I was into just kind of neat food, fun food. Oh, look! Let's do rabbit braised rabbit soup or whatever, and try all of these really fun and cool things. But what he really liked was my I made this weeknight chili, this beef chili, and it was just a huge pot because I had to figure out how to feed a man it was this huge pot of food just and I would and I would sneak have you seen that Jim Gaffigan uh, bit about kale yes um, oh my gosh <laughs> it's like when the woman at the potluck brags to him that she snuck some kale in there <laughs> yes! and he says he says kale it's like bitter spinach with hair <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Sorry. Oh, my You're gosh.
0: Listening? Cassie, I have like legit quoted that exact same line on this podcast.
1: Oh, my gosh. The best line. So I snuck kale in Austin's um, <laughs> chili. And anyways, just to try it because I'm a nutritionist. And I just I had to I had to. But anyway, so I just started to learn how to make that comfort food that he really wanted, but that still met the nutritional needs that I was trying to aim to supply, you know, and put on the table. And so that's kind of was my marriage hack was in the book. You can tell it, his him being in my life so greatly influenced my cooking and the recipes I was developing because I wasn't going to force, you know, my cutesy foods on him. I really wanted him. I don't know. There was something just so satisfying as a cook. I just love. I just I do. I just love to cook and I love to cook for people. But there was something so satisfying when he would eat a bowl of chili and then he'd go back for a third bowl and a fourth bowl. And He's one of those ectomorphs. Like he's just, he can eat and eat and eat. And it just made me feel so great. So that was, I just learned to follow the foods that he loved to make. And I would just use that as a template and make just slight variations of it. So I don't know. That was so fun. And it's been one of the funnest ways. We've been married for a year now. We celebrated our anniversary about a week ago. It's just been such a fun way to reflect on, on our year. It was just learning how to cook the food he loves that are really good for us too. And you snuck some kale in there. <laughs> I snuck some kale. I see kale in everything. I really
0: do. I love that so much. It's going to make me laugh. So to switch gears just a little bit is you have the podcast Fed and Fit and you've been doing that for how long? Uh, two years. And you're just so cute on that too. And you recently interviewed um, Jimmy Moore and uh, he, let's see, I think you posted recently the Complete Guide to Fasting. And I know that's a hot topic right now. Where do you stand on fasting? I I've heard mixed things and I know it's not for everyone and especially it could be pretty dicey for women. So what are your thoughts on that and what did you learn from him?
1: You know, I think that I think what Jimmy touched on on the show that was really important when it comes to fasting and when it comes to to answer your first question, when it comes to fasting or choosing specific dietary directions or protocols or diet or whatever it is, a cleanse, a detox for a person, I kind of fall back on to each his own, you know, suum way. Yeah. <laughs> but what I think that Jimmy had to teach, which was really important, is he said that an extended fast, for example, which is what he's doing right now, is really only meant for someone who's metabolically broken. And there's so many people out there who maybe they just had an indulgent weekend out with their girlfriends. You know, they went on a bachelorette trip, or I, gosh, I don't know, it was the holidays. It does not mean that you're metabolically broken if you, just, if you feel all of a sudden you're addicted to some foods that you weren't beforehand. You know, that's not really, I think, the time to go on an extended fast. When it comes to intermittent fasting and alternate day fasting, um, um, again, like you said, I think that some of those things can be pretty dicey for women, depending on just where you stand in your overall adrenal health at that point in time. So I think that, I don't know, I you, you really have to know yourself. And I think that it's, a, I think they did a really good job, Jimmy and um, his co-author in the book of talking about who the fast is for and who it's not for and to look, which pitfalls to look for. You know, if you are trying to get pregnant, for example, fasting is not for you. Or if you are pregnant, of course, fasting is not for you. I kind of, yeah. I think, it's, I think it's great for some folks. And I know some people really enjoy the results. Um, but I do believe that it's one of those things that folks should not just jump blindly in and do some research and really think critically if it's right for you.
0: That's such a hot topic right now. And I had recently, list, that was just your most recent interview. So I wanted to ask about that. So that's episode 79 of the Fed and Fit podcast. For listeners out there, if you want to check that out. Some other episodes that she has, she also has an interview with Diane Sanfilippo. That's episode 71. Julie Bowers on, that's episode 70. You've got some really great, episodes and I really enjoy it. So listeners, you can check that out as well. We got to wrap up here soon. Is there any last minute burning questions that we want to get to with Cassie?
2: I think just like to touch back on the, you know, the point you brought up with like, just because you just had an indulgent weekend, or you know, you ate a couple of you were home for the holidays and you ate some meals that you wouldn't normally choose for yourself. Like that doesn't require you to go into an all out like crisis management mode. And I think too, like the thing we talk about a lot is the concept of detoxing and where it's like, you know what, your body is equipped with a lot, many organs, in fact, two major organs that their only function is to remove toxins. And, you know, outside of that, like, we've had a hard time feeling like people are like, Oh, I need to go detox, I need to go on a detox, I need to, you know, and I think it can be one thing like, like a sugar detox type of thing where it's like, okay, where, you know, I see the sugar detox concept as more of like an elimination diet kind of twist versus like, Oh, I just need to drink green juice for the next 10 days. So I don't know, do you have a do you have feelings? I clearly have have many strong feelings about detoxes, but what are your thoughts about that?
1: No, I think I think that I align I with what where you're headed with this. I think that if you are, I think that these 28-day, 30-day programs, they're not meant to be done over and over and over again, especially those sugar detoxes, especially, you know the, like you said, the juice cleanses and stuff like that. I think it's important for folks to understand that our bodies, to your point, are made to heal. We are made to heal. It's amazing what the body can do if we just get out of its way, if we just give it enough sleep, enough water and we we find ways maybe to reduce stress, which is a very fuzzy, weird issue. But if we find a way around that, and we just kind of remove some of the foods that are going to aggravate it and keep our body from healing, then it'll start healing. And it's amazing what can happen. So yeah, I think that I think that we, we are in a society of wanting really quick fixes. And we also have the illusion that if we don't actually take action, that nothing will happen. But that's not true. Our bodies are really working in our favor, constantly trying to keep us healthy and constantly trying to heal. We just have to kind of get out of it its weight, And that that goes with recovering from an indulgent weekend. It just means maybe, you know, I don't know, don't bake a cake as soon as you get home and eat that all week long. You know, just like you said, maybe eliminate some of those more indulgent things that you think might make you feel not as great and let your body slowly recover and you're going to be fine. You, you don't have to go all out into a really restrictive, whether it's a fast or a really restrictive detox or a cleanse or anything like that.
0: I love that you brought that up. And Claire, I'm glad you said that too, because it's we talk about this all this- the time of how we're trying to preach a culture of just calming the F down and that Mm -hmm. we really need to live our lives and that there's really, I I mean, I see it all the time, the before and after photos on Instagram everything, everyone comparing themselves to people on the internet, strangers on the internet we're not living and we're not just focusing on the overall piece of the pie like everything we're talking about tonight is just a piece of the pie of life and we're not supposed to focusing on this day in and day out, it's like, oh, I want to focus on health and that it involves being mentally happy, it involves being really close to my family and friends, it involves so many other things other than just what we eat and what we you know how we exercise
1: amen <laughs> praise god <No>. <laughs> <laughs> I, love it. Yeah,
2: I think that made to heal should be the name of your next book i'm like i just love that you keep saying that i love that yeah
1: thing. oh should i write it down
2: I'm yeah write it
0: down right write now. it down <laughs> cassie i love <laughs> it to it's okay you can... getting
2: a little evangelical over there mm-hmm. yeah
0: mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: she's probably doing the hand wave I
0: really, I am doing the hand wave I'm going to start like bouncing around, jumping around I recently listened to your interview with Diane and I think you, you guys did a video chat and it was just so cute because you guys are both like you were talking about the hand gestures you were making as you were talking I'm like that's me right now <laughs> I'm getting really into it Cassie where can our listeners find you and buy your book? well you can find me I
1: kept things very simple it's fed and fit everywhere F-E-D-A-N-D-F-I-D I feel like I have to spell it <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, fedandfit.com is my, is my website, and that's the hub for everything, the Fed and Fit podcast available on iTunes and Stitcher, um, and then the book, Fed and Fit, which is available at Barnes & Noble nationwide and then also on Amazon, which they always have killer sales. So you should go there, and then as far as social media goes, I'm, again, Fed and Fit. I am like a broken record on Instagram, and Snapchat's my new favorite. Oh, um, you are
0: so cute on Snapchat. You have to follow us so we can talk back and forth because it's the cutest to watch you.
1: (laughs) I'm going to follow you right this second.
0: I always look at your Snapchat and like, she's just so adorable. And you always have the biggest smile on your face. It's just, it's like, it's like, it's a great way to start the day if everyone can go follow Cassie Fed and Fit on Snapchat.
1: It's so fun. You know, I really felt like when Instagram was getting big and Facebook was getting big as a blogger, I remember thinking, gosh, I just don't feel like this is my jam. I just... I know, it's just so
0: one-sided.
1: It is. Pictures kind of stress me out and I want to make jokes that just don't read well. In print. yeah (laughs) so thank thank goodness for snapchat thank
0: goodness for snapchat Snapchat. it's just so easy and you can just like you don't feel like you have to be so perfect on there you just snap something and it's off it's out in the world totally cassie thank you so much for being on the show this was so much fun
1: oh my goodness thank you girls so much for having me i had a great time we're gonna
0: come over to your house one day and you're gonna tease our hair and make us breakfast (laughs) and we're gonna sit in rocking chairs and talk about dolly parton how's that sound
1: we're gonna do it i'm gonna make you some iced tea Woo! yes
0: <laughs> oh my god. This
1: is going to be wild. Woo!
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring the Dolly. All right, (laughs) listeners, thank you for listening to Girls Gone Wild podcast. You can find us on our social, girlsgonewildpodcast.com. We're on Snapchat, GGWpodcast. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, all of social, Twitter. I man the Twitter stage. and I literally,
2: like every time you bring up Twitter, I'm like, that's right. Yeah,
0: I (laughs) I man it all the time. It's always me. Uh, You guys, please, (laughs) if you like the podcast, a great way to support the podcast is to leave a review. And you can do that from your smartphone. And you can also go to iTunes and submit a review there. That helps us with building this community. And that's what we're all about. So please support the podcast. Take a second and leave a review. And you can also support our sponsors by going to Podcast.com forward slash support. That's again, podcast.com forward slash support. And that's it for this week. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye!